Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of podcast series of Humans of Medicare. Today we have RK Paul Chawang with us. Hello sir, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good. Thank you. So viewers, uh, as we know that uh, MKR is being uh, promoting a new podcast series of Northeast series. So we have RK Paul Chawang sir all the way from Natural Pradesh, the land of rising sun of India. So let me introduce RK Paul sir. He is the founder and secretary of Amya NGO, director of Childline Rowing, that is in Anurachal Pradesh, an Acumen Fellow, and also a director of Rowing Entrepreneurs Startup Hub. He is also into the social work from the year 2008. He is the alumni of Loyola College of in Chennai, holds MSW degree in human rights. He also initiated eye cleaning voluntary movement in 2017 to keep the rowing clean and green. So on right, behalf right. of humans of Mitikera, RK sir, I would like to welcome you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be in your show this evening. It's really great and fortunate to you know so, share my stories uh, to your team and to the entire viewers. Yeah, it, it's a great privilege for me. Like yeah. So uh, we know that northeast uh, is just a, like it's the part that uh, comes into less focus to India. To be frank. So uh, mm-hmm. we think that today with this session we can uh, have more viewers to know about this uh, wonderful part of India and join this journey, right, sir? So, sir, like uh, diving straight into the session. So, uh, I'd like to know that uh, you just say about your journey till uh, till now and how Amia helped you to accomplish your dream. Definitely, definitely. So basically, I was born in Naga by birth, born to farmers' parents. Uh, we were six siblings among uh, among us, and I was the youngest. So life is never easy when you have uh, practically nothing in your hand to begin with. But thanks to generous persons who came into my life to help me uh, complete, even for say my studies, and to stand by me all throughout my life struggling periods. Yeah. So I know what efforts I put in to uh, complete my studies. It's all about facing the uncertainty of. Uh, your future both from within and without as i grew up as a young man i had often bias and judgmental uh, you know uh, those people and who were not from my tribe or from my community but thanks to my education uh, which took me to different parts of the country i did my uh, you know primary schooling from manipur middle and higher secondary school from assam Graduation from Nagaland, BA in philosophy from Kerala, and post graduation in MSW, as you said, in human rights from Loyola College, Tamil Nadu. The places I had been truly taught me to break the previous conceived prejudices about people and their communities. You know, during my studies in Chennai, I got the opportunity to work with transgenders, uh, female sex workers who are affected with HIV, pavement dwellers, and street children. This actually laid the foundation of say, the best in me to work for the suffering humanity, irrespective of their background, tribe, caste, religion, or culture. And the conviction in me to work for the needy humanity grew ever stronger and stronger. I came to work in Arunachal Pradesh in the year 2008, as you mentioned. My first visit to eastern part of this uh, state was in 1997. My wife is an Arunachali. And I met her in 2008. Uh, she has been uh, 
ultra they are contributing much to founding and strengthening my organization right from the start till today i had spent 13 years of my precious years doing the little that i can to uplift the vulnerable sections of the society in the tarke districts of eastern part of the arunachal pradesh no matter i struggled to raise the reputation and credibility of my organization but i found my dream come true through amia that is my organization your struggles finds meaning when you realize your interventions had restored few broken smiles of minors and women who are helped to be free from bonded chains of human trafficking domestic violence child labor unemployed youth are saved from falling prey to substance abuse and drug addictions are counseled and trained to dignify their lives and become major contributors to society's growth and progress so this is in brief uh, the journey i took right to that and what amia has helped me to realize few of my dreams yeah it's so great so like uh, it's a uh, it's a full package of inspiration like uh, traveling to different parts of the countries and like getting to know like how to be uh, uh, like get into like every culture is different like in northeast india mm. even from arunachal pradesh to assam you move there is a vast difference in culture right sir Definitely. so getting mingled yes. with this cultures and taking all through this it's great sir mm. it's great and inspirational yeah. so sir like uh, you said about amia how amia accomplish your dream so sir tell us more about amia and how it works okay so uh, establishing an ngo in a state like arunachal pradesh is never an easy task more so when you are not a not a local uh, more so when people and government have different understanding about ngos taking as just money making or money making and organizations there are certain truth to how people presume about ngos in the state where i work there are more than 20000 ngos registered in the state and uh, there are about 200 plus active ngos working right now and every year there are hundreds mushrooming so it becomes really tough for you to project your works and activities amid such situation nevertheless as long as your passion commitment and goals remains clear your work continues So Amia NGO was primarily registered to combat illiteracy, poverty and injustice that I have seen in the society and the state as a whole. By focusing at most vulnerable groups of the society namely the children, women, farmers, youth and differently able individuals. So since 2008 my organization has been carrying out short term training programs for SGs and farmer clubs. Formation of uh, these groups through the support of nabat 2008 and 2014 you say has been a challenging years with no, with no funds no projects to sustain my organization it was after 2014 i managed to uh, get first project to become partner ngo to northeast council funded project called narcom which is uh, in most of the districts in northeast so a mere team of staff was formed only after that So Amia has been working in multi-sector intervention areas for simple reason that uh, there is no other organization working in the region. The major interventions areas I would mention would be uh, livelihood promotion through self uh, self uh, self-help groups formation, farmer clubs formation, promotion of 
farmers producer companies in three districts of the eastern arunachal pradesh through the support of nabard again training of unemployed youth protection of child rights initiative for protection of environment through icn growing uh, volunteers movement yeah these are the few activities that uh, i would like to highlight yeah also like uh, you said like this eye cleaning concept right so like keeping the rowing right. area clean and green so what's this eye cleaning like we heard about cleaning but putting an eye before a cleaning it just makes suspicious like what is this so can you explain what so, eye cleaning is so this concept was just uh, you know i got truly inspired uh, from the eye clean bopal so the activities they do i used to follow up in the social media and uh, i had in mind that why don't we put eye so that you know the movement we start or the spots the areas we clean up or the trees we plant it becomes an ownership that every one of the every one member of the movement takes the ownership that it is i who have done that it is i who have contributed so in that way we have put that uh, prefix as i so this is the like total concept like i was i was like perplexed about this i is something related to like ever you seen like uh, i coming like it sometimes feels like it uh, goes into like a digital platform every concept comes like yeah, that, right yeah yeah that's yeah. True, like putting an eye in, in front of of that thing so so like uh, you said that uh, you were amia works in vast backgrounds in different social issues so like uh, coming to women empowerment sir how amia helps in women empowerment sir? right So, Abia firmly believes in empowering the grassroots community members and to enable them to be owners of their own development. So, to achieve this, uh, Abia follows participatory approach, focuses as uh, focuses at you know making targeted communities take active role in whole developmental process. So, realize these goals, we have trained, we have trained capacity, capacitated and facilitated exposure and interaction programs. disseminated information and knowledge and closely follow up the progress of the communities with whom we work through systematic periodic in, um, impact assessments so right based approaches and participatory rural appraisals exercises that helps us to develop practitioners have clearer picture of the ground reality of the life situations and of the targeted communities so it is through these approaches and exercises that we make our project intervention plans we basically follow bottom top approaches it is through these approaches and exercises that we build the confidence of the community members recognize their traditional knowledge and previous experiences based on these ground findings findings and assessments we plan to make uh, to bridge a gap between that is existing among the target communities when it comes to you know resource tapping knowledge access to information skills explore uh, exposures marketing backward and you know for linkages so formation of community based organizations like self help groups farmer clubs natural resource management groups has been workable strategies to empower and strengthen rural as well as urban women so since uh, these groups are formed keeping in mind their socio economic background you know various skills development trainings exchange programs group formations are done in, with a focus to empower women both at individual as well as at group level and the number of groups meetings and trainings we conduct for women throughout the year are also a way to help women go beyond their four walls 
meet and attract each other and listen to each other's stories give an opportunity to encourage and strengthen each other when it comes to challenges that they face while being on their own so again we also document the narration of women uh, from different fields and make it into a documentary of a success stories like no and then we get back to the success stories and then you know uh, help others also to get inspired thus both line uh, the thus uh, every woman be it a rural woman rural or urban has their own struggles based on the situation and conditions they live so what we do is to provide opportunities and platforms to be at their best either as individuals or in groups so yeah this has been you know our intervention areas for the women like sir uh, there is vast communities out there right so every uh, community or every tribal community you can say that yeah. have different cultures and have different like you say a uh, thing that uh, they are expertise right they are expertise every tribal community exactly, have different exactly. expertise so uh, brushing their that expertise and you are just employing the women on that basis right so like if that tribe have exactly. this speciality then you brush up their mm-hmm. their domain right so that's great that's great concept out there sir so like sir uh, amia is also included with uh, indulged with youth sir so like uh, yeah. being anwachal pradesh like uh, there is less connectivity whether you go with uh, being <laughs> on a railway track or being on a road right sir mm-hmm. you just the connectivity maximum uh, what people transport takes is like airport i guess so right sir maximum transport exactly uh, takes place to airport right so <clears throat> with a yeah. uh, with a uh, limited resource being there out there you looking all the communities looking the youths out there so what what's your take that how should a uh, youth youth having capabilities should limelight their capabilities with the help of limited resources what's your take on that sir okay so uh, communication and transportation has always remained a bottleneck in this part of the country and more so during this covid-19 pandemic you know almost everything was cut off and the colleges students people who are employed in cities and metro cities they all came back and uh, that added more issues uh, to the troubled water so looking at this since my childhood days uh, you know i have been engaged in conducting number of uh, youth related training programs and animation programs in in different occasions and i'm continuing uh, this same spirit till date youth are youth no matter be it in south east west or north the basic zeal and dynamism is the same for every youth at times i feel we have too many teachers to teach starting from parents to elders to public leaders so to youth till they attain 20 to 23 or say till they complete their college or post matric graduation uh everyone is there to teach but now the issue is how much does a youth learn in school and colleges given that curriculum uh, will uh, those will <coughs> should that those curriculum really reflect or matches with the youth capacities or potentialities uh, which are hidden within within them no doubt there are a number of extra curricular programs based uh, conducted in schools and colleges like say uh, you know yoga retreat mindfulness career guidance all most of which i myself went through all that no 
But the factor that I found missing is, is the number of years that uh, we spend in education. That helps us to you know, uh, know more about ourselves, to discover our inner uh, reality or inner world, to a better understand our inner potentialities and weaknesses, and to relate ourselves with uh, the practical world outside. So of late, after, you know, uh, giving my example, of late after closing 40 plus, I'm going through the exercise of understanding myself better as a leader. And thanks to my Acumen India fellow, one of the colleagues I have, uh, fantastic friends I have across India, uh, who, whom I can consider as my second family, you know, they are in my company towards my journey towards my inner self. So my take on every youth in the country is that we require knowledge, skills, and degrees and certificates. But as far as uh, we require these uh, these formalities, as far as the criteria of eligibility uh, marking is concerned, but at the end, what makes us a true happy and sustainable human being while living in this world is our inner capabilities and talents, who are all, all which are already there, very much in in us within us. So. I have learned it and then it's, I think it should be applicable for every youth to start learning this inner, uh, inner self and discover self, which is much more than, you know, learning just alphabets and memories like, you no. Know? So not all youth in the country are blessed with good backgrounds, you know. I come from a very poor farmer background. I started from zero. Thus, it is important to start with limited resources, with small units, and to be consistent and remain focused in the effort. I think this would apply across every field and every spectrum. So I would uh, take on every youth and so encourage every youth to start small, to believe in yourself and, you know, to not give up and be consistent in the effort, yeah. That's great, that's so inspiring, like having limited resources, you coming from background of a family which have farmer background, and you are just coming up with this like you are a sole example of that like we we don't want any examples other than like you are sitting over here and doing such a great job so that's very inspiring thank you thank you so sir like uh we know that tourism tourism is the like coming to northeast india tourism plays a very important role whether it's uh, assam whether it's Russia, there's are eight sisters out here so uh yes. you said that amia is included with the youth in like tourism practice, right? Sir? So how do you train the youths about this tourism? And what do you teach them about tourism? So, uh, to begin with, Northeast is gifted with natural resources and scenic beauties, no? It has huge scope and potentiality for promotion of tourism. Arunachal Pradesh in particular has huge areas of unexplored areas for tourism. I stay in eastern part of Arunachal Pradesh, among many best uh, places for tourism to boom. Let me make a mention of Dibang Valley. I'm staying in Lower Dibang Valley, and there's another district near China border called Dibang Valley, with headquarters called as Anini. The district, uh, you know, plays uh, the district many mentioned as second heaven on earth, like no. So, we have seen the potentiality from the for the past years, and during this uh, past number of years. We have been mentoring the youth of this region uh, on first to start with setting their mindset right and also to inculcate in them the passion to venture into the fields of uh, tourism. 
we have been conducting trainings on self-employment and entrepreneurship skills, which are also oriented towards uh, tourism. And then customer interaction, basic etiquette and skills in communication and life skills. So these are foundation which any profession for that matter requires, uh, you know, in this uh, 21st century. So we have been trying to mentor session after session to the youth. The basic traits that they take up in the field of tourism are like homestay, youth, they have ventured into homestay. Uh, they have ventured into rafting, rock climbing, uh, seven lake tracking, um, birding. Uh, so these are the few areas we have tried to explore in and we are in the process of coming up with a mobile app. to have better access for uh, visitors from outside, tourists from outside in India and abroad to at one click they would have information and then all the bookings that they can be done. So we are trying to you know mentor this youth. Uh, as for our viewers and for our information for understanding, you know this part of the youth is they are still very very raw, education level, you know uh, skill level as compared to even our neighboring districts in Assam, Manipur, and Nagaland, Mizoram. Our youth need a lot of you know motivation uh, that has to come in because easy money has spoil the whole youth and after having graduated they look for contractual work business but then we are trying to you know uh, orient and motivate this youth to the to help them to come back to the root to also give importance to uh, farm and non-farm sector which also can be developed through the root of uh, tourism so we are making every effort amir is sparing no stone making every effort to help this youth to come up here nice of this yeah <clears throat> we know that like uh, to uh, being a youth of any state right so we we play a major role right now the right. changes are going like uh, all the youths in india is going to be more younger right so, so yeah like uh, taking this step is like i think it would be very beneficial in coming time and i know that we are this uh, this is part of the country will be explored soon with the development right. going out there, right so so like uh, sorry you had this beautiful journey and we know that any journey never goes very smooth like it has ups and ups and downs right mm. sir so what was your lowest point in this journey and how did you overcome that so basically starting my own organization as a founder having a very clear goal what we want to achieve having a postgraduate degree in ngo management on human rights which is an issue but at the same time, the difficulties, the challenges uh, I came across, which I would say not mere challenges, but an opportunity for me also to learn, keep on learning. Uh, funding has been a factor for my organization to come up. Yeah, in, the, in the initial stages, up to five years, I depended on my, the, the you know, salaries of my own wife, trying to manage and sustain my few one or two staff. So that has been a challenge. And the other challenge is that the, you know, the understanding that the people have in this part of the region. Uh, many people understand or presume that NGO is a thing which people make money and, and they don't work. They make some documentation and once they get close a farm, then they close the chapter. So this is the common uh, assumption they have, they have. So another factor is uh, uh, government. I have been trying to tap government resources and government fundings but till date it has not been a successful 
uh, I, anyway, I have uh, other alternative options uh, from outside the states who are ready to fund and help uh, through CSR and other organizations. That has been a very supportive uh, thing. And uh, I'm honestly saying that there's not that challenge, there's not big challenge that could count on me to uh, surrender my work. I keep on dedicating my work, uh, but with uh, with uh, with uh, no matter whatever the uh, situation I am. Yeah. You you I, I through your words I can feel that yeah you are very positive at that point of time like you didn't allow that problem to hit you back very badly right 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 so sir like <clears throat> now uh, we know that world has gone through pandemic time so how was that how this pandemic affected Amya's mission and how the other sectors of the life were affected out there so during this uh, pandemic honestly speaking it has really affected my organization and unfortunately one of the major uh, projects which I mentioned before that is Nordisk Council Narcom project uh, got decontracted during this pandemic and uh, you know and at this uh, pandemic moment since we also we have a number of farmer clubs form across uh, three districts the activities were put on hold since there was no transportation their products could not be marketed their vegetations and fruits and you know all those uh, remained hold but with the good understanding of the district administration and deputy commissioner we will we were able to market uh, some products they gave permission they gave you know uh, they also help us in uh, the, getting the buyers and we, we are able to market those products. And this pandemic, my team, my Thailand team and my organization team, we have been strong. We stood firm and we helped out the district administration and the frontline uh, workers during this pandemic, the medical department as well as the police department. And AMIA uh, response to COVID-19 has been immense and I should give credit to the whole team of mine. We were able to reach out to differently abled uh, persons, all age, uh, the migrant laborers, the miners. We came, we came across a lot of uh, you know, cases related to uh, miners who ran away from home, who were under domestic labor and who uh, called us up to rescue them. And we have been taken. We have been taking the support of the village self-help groups, the student union, the public leaders, and they were all up, you know, to work together. And during this, although we have gone through uh, this COVID-19 crisis affecting almost every part of the country and world, I also have learned very good things from this. I have seen. Uh, immense amount of humanitarian spirit coming out, immense amount of charity, immense, immense amount of voluntary uh, spirit coming out. So that's a good thing that I have seen through this uh, COVID-19. And we have, been, uh, we have been trying to help out every sector. You call it self-help groups, the women group in the villages. You call it uh, education. Uh, we have conducted during this COVID-19 200, 290 teachers, government teachers came on board to attend online training, which was uh, you know organized and facilitated by me and resource person. We are from Quest Alliance, based in Bangalore. Uh, two districts we covered 290 teachers online training. So uh, even tourism sector, we are trying to uh, through my 
startup hub we are we are right right today also the training is uh, underway banana fiber extraction unit we are trying to come up with eco-friendly products from banana fiber to replace plastic or uh, that those these trainings are going on like you no know, so we have got youth we have got rural women we are following in perfect in uh, in perfect uh, perfection the sop uh, given by the government so things are happening and they, you know life is still going on like sir uh, this uh, pandemic has like put more responsibility on your shoulders like sir yes, it yes, gave you yes. more responsibility and, and that's uh, i think it's a good sign like sir you got a focus right in this pandemic right. this amia got a focus and it's a good thing mm-hmm. i i think it happened with you also sir uh, this uh, amia is involved with farmers like uh, i went through your linkedin profile and you there it was written that amia helped like to cope up with the modern technologies exactly to with the farmer so what's the process sir, for this so uh farmers uh, during this pandemic you know almost uh, every villages and every town they ran sort of you know this uh, essential commodities especially when it comes to fresh vegetables to boost our immune system we are told to eat fresh fresh fruits and fresh fresh vegetables so almost every major areas got uh, you know shut down because of uh, no, from assam nothing could come in to the arunachal so again uh, pandemic of covid-19 caught us by surprise and everyone was not prepared to keep stock or to you know uh, keep ready that's how our farmers in the villages wherever our farmers clubs were there they uh, accepted the request of the district administration and they started supplying basic essential commodities of vegetables and fruits to different locations and all the permissions due permissions were granted by the uh, deputy commissioner and we tried to you know fill up the gap that existed in the society and community and i uh, my team of staff and the uh, farmers they really reach out to the people uh, yeah that has been great yeah it's nice so sir like <clears throat> moving to the end of the session like uh, you are a single person i can say that you are a one man army right so like focusing mm. on farmers then entrepreneurship that moving towards women empowerment and every stuff so sir what's your real mantra of these like keeping yourself so calm and cool and just trying to handle all the stuff in one go so what's your mantra so it's basically about loving what we do and just to do what we love like no so again i would add up i think in few other lines compassion toward no matter what might come do not keep too many expectations in life we get depressed when we don't really meet up to our expectations no i think as i said in the beginning also we need to have immense trust in us immense trust and faith in ourselves and then be in the company be in the company of positive people yeah so these are the few mantras which i need to share with you like yeah I, you, whatever you said it, it was brief but it has a lot of meanings and like yeah it, right. these are the main things that we should focus on so sir like uh, <clears throat> thank you for joining with us sir it was immense pleasure other than this was a wonderful session with you sir so thank you so much yeah thank you uh, i really honestly like to thank mitika uh, ran and your podcast and to you abhishek for uh, having me on this show today 
and uh, I really look up to your team in future also because uh, in our region we have hardly any media who covers our work and uh, thank you so much for being online and I really appreciate your team yeah thank you so much yeah and also all the best for your future endeavors and I hope and I sure. pray that Amiya like it just come up with a giant organization just thought in Anurachal Pradesh it should cover all of the Northeast and all of the India sir. thank so, you sir. thank you thank you so yeah. on we'll behalf yeah, sir, sure, sir. And on behalf of Mitigera, I would like to thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. So, viewers, uh, we are here with the end of the session and we'll be back with yet another episode of podcast series. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.